I just felt so cool. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean cool in like the rebellious sense, mm-hmm. like parking in the burbs, filling my my backpack up with cans and like the rattle while I was walking down, even though it's fully legal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I rebellious took a selfie Bowie. coming back out and oh, the glisten in my eye. <laughs> I was just so stoked. And I saw it on my phone and I was just like, this is sick. Like, this is one of the coolest right, things you've ever what seen. the festival's going to be like. 100%. And I was like, man, I can't wait to get down to Canberra. I can't wait to see this oh, piece in person. I was so hyped. And then I'm from sorry. afar, kind of online through the gram, watched the progression yeah. of the drama. I'd gone through such an emotional roller coaster, even deciding to paint the piece. You know, that was a huge thing for me. I certainly hadn't given much thought to like well, what am I going to do I, I was more concerned about being bullied like by men well toxic men because I painted it like I was really concerned about putting a target on my back I was reading all these comments which you should never do no I got, really so, I got so caught up in this stupid <laughs> no, cycle really and I was I, I, I was walking this fine line where I was like oh, I have to stand up for what I believe in mm. for a long time probably in my career between 2012 and 2016 I was in a gnarly, gnarly depression because I didn't think I was pretty enough for Mm. success. That was my reality, like proper. And the culture of like, yeah, my skin or my waistline or my boob size being more important than my mental health was very real. Thank you so much for popping into the flats, guys. It's been... uh cool seeing you guys work uh, around the town lately for surface festival how's it been uh, both of you how's it been working on that project interesting yeah super interesting i'm still kind of knackered i feel mm. like that was a really was a really huge busy start yeah for, for everyone yeah as well the organizers and everyone and the artists, yeah. yeah and such like i feel like everyone was kind of knackered before the actual festival well, especially began. <laughs> when it's when it's a first one yeah you know yeah. it's kind of there's hiccups that yeah. i think it's something Don't that's necessarily never been done in Canada. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so hopefully, you know, things kind of just smooth out a little bit. They iron out the kinks a bit if they're going to do it again. But, I mean, credit to them for, you know, getting the first one actually happening because I think people have tried before a few times in Canberra to get something like that happening. It hasn't really gotten off the ground. So. Yeah, right. Like loved all the additions with the panel discussions and the workshops and mm, the yeah, dancing yeah. and all the stuff on. in Hague Park. Yeah, yeah, it was super dope. I think yeah. a lot of that was add-ons, like outside of the actual mm. festival structure, which I thought like they could even be beefed out even more next time. Yeah, well, it's awesome we could catch you guys during a busy time and uh, small as you're not from Canberra anymore. What's, what's I'd, I'd, I'm always going to say I'm from you're Canberra. You're still home still here, boy. but you're, yeah. you're in Gold Coast at the moment. Yeah. How's it uh, been coming back? Yeah, good. It's good to finally be able to come back because it was a big stint there where the borders were shut and I couldn't come home and see family and um, feel like I was back in my hometown. So it's been really nice to get back to Canberra. I've been here a few times now uh, since the borders have opened up, which has been really good. And I think now that I can, I'll probably be here pretty regularly. Um, It's always nice coming home to Canberra and feeling like I've got – I mean, I can – I can get work here if I need to, which is cool. You're, you're, you're like this household name that's come up so much for me because I just that's moved crazy. back. I grew up here, but I moved back three years ago mm. and your name's definitely come up a lot, but we only just met last weekend yeah. for the first time. Yep. So can you tell me who you are and what your <laughs> like what your experience has been here in Canberra? Uh, yeah, so I just grew up in Belco. Um, always a Belco boy. Um, 
Do you mean like more art specifically? Yeah. I guess that makes sense. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> I, I was always like an arty kid growing up and always did art at school and that was kind of my hobby. I was always like drawing and painting and stuff. Um, and it was when I was like 12, I think, in year six at school. My older brother actually had a mate who did graph and he was over at our place one day and he like did my brother's name, he, like drew it on some paper in this graph style. And I just thought it was like the sickest thing ever. Um, so I kind of, I don't know, just got real curious about like graffiti lettering and, you know, sitting in the back of the car driving around. I'd like, we'd drive past the Belco basketball stadium covered in graph. Be like, well, that's sick. You know, I'd go play soccer at Lynham, see the walls at like the futsal center at Lynham. Be like, oh, that's sick. Um, so then it was just like, to me, it was just another art medium that I wanted to try. Like I wanted to try painting with spray paint. Um, so I kind of, yeah, started when I was like 12, just spraying stuff. Like my old man would just go and get like scrap wood. From, oh, six of you supported. Yeah, totally. I think because I had a bit of a interest in art already. Mm. It was, it wasn't that I was like randomly getting into graffiti. It was mm. like I was trying different sort of for the right medium reasons, yeah. in a way. Um, and then we lived like up a footpath from one of the legal walls. So I'd just come home from school and just sort of fill my backpack with some cans oh, and right. kind of walk down and just practice, wow. which was cool. Um, yeah, and it just kind of became like the thing that I did. It was always like other hobbies and there still is, but it was always like my main kind of passion was I had my painting. first experience at the um, Gungahlin Legal Wars like yeah. at the end of maybe last year. I think. Yeah, ones? Yeah, yeah. I, I'd been hanging at that skate park in Gungahlin for a super long time and I never knew those walls existed. Mm. And um, even though it was a legal space, <laughs> I just felt like, so cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean cool in like the rebellious sense, mm -hmm. like parking in the burbs, filling my, my backpack up with cans and like the rattle while I was walking down, even though it's fully legal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I rebellious took a selfie Bowie. coming back out and, oh, the glisten in my eye. <laughs> I was just so stoked. Just hooked on it. Yeah. It gets you. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. Like Canberra is a funny, weird little pocket of yeah, a place to kind of yeah. Two sides to it, I feel like that really public, clean, politician, like like mm. what the outside see and then being inside growing up, it was all about the subcultures. Mm. Very much like wasn't about moose heads. It was like, no. every, yeah, <laughs> everything that you couldn't see for me. It was no like house moose, parties. No, no offence yeah. to moose. Um, spent my fair share of music. <laughs> 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 but yeah, so much, um, so much of Canberra opened up when I got interested in the subcultures behind the scenes. Yeah. Yeah. It was, and it's cool. Like growing up here and seeing all that stuff just progress. Cause it wasn't, it wasn't too much of it when I was a kid. Literally to the point of it being like on the public, like the biggest walls in Canberra now. Yeah. Full yeah, circle. yeah. Yeah. More walls here than I think Australia combined. There's more legal walls in Canberra. There's yeah, 33, yeah, I think. That. Yeah, something like that. Which is just wild. I had no idea. And it's cool. And, it, like, it's still fun painting less than legal walls. <laughs> the legal walls are good too. Um, <laughs> what, what, happens, what happens when you paint less than legal walls as far as, like, how long does it last or is it then up for? Um, I'm not the best one to ask and mm. I'll be the first to say, like, I wouldn't count myself as mm. a writer because, mm. um, I mean, the ones that I've done, no one would know about mm. like my I, I there's That's a whole smart. there's a whole thing in graph about getting you know like fame and getting up and getting yeah. street cred which full respect for that i was personally never really too interested in doing that for myself um so i loved kind of just going into like complete abandos 
or like weird underpasses or just random structures in the middle of a farm. So more spaces where you could relax and like flex yeah, as opposed yeah. to rush, or like even a building away. that's going to be like knocked down. Mm. I'd kind of just sneak in there. God, um, that sounds so dreamy. It was real like real trippy and you kind of, yeah, you wig out a bit. But it's stuff that like no one else sees. I don't do it for anyone else. And um, so I'm not really the best to ask mm. in terms of like mm. how long illegals sort of stay, like proper, you know, when you're hitting trains and stuff. But... That is yeah. so, like, I can't even imagine, like, yeah, I can't imagine the fear mm. <laughs> and I guess the rush, but, uh, but yeah, I've had a pretty safe, a lot of, um, a lot of super independent travel, which has led to like some pretty dangerous situations for sure. But, yep. um, that lifestyle just feels so out of reach for me of, mm. of, yeah, that sort of late night. Breaking of the law. Mm. <laughs> I don't know if I could do it. No, you stay good, boy. <laughs> Legal walls. Woo! You ain't about that life. Neither am I, really. No, but I was interested in, like, I'm interested in the um, the culture, I suppose, of of that taking another writer down or those beefs or whatever the slang is these days of of um, the culture of graph being pretty cutthroat I suppose or quite yeah. um yeah quite it's quite an aggressive aggressive yeah sort of culture to get into um and it was interesting because actually on that panel discussion yeah I was actually going to mention that yeah um so over last weekend for the service festival I was on a panel discussion called shaking up the gender imbalance and Smalls and I um, you know introduce yourself to me probably the day after mm. and I know that you're at that I saw you in the panel crowd and when you started telling your stories, I was like, why weren't you on that panel? Like, <laughs> and throughout the panel, I was thinking like gender imbalance, like why is this a female only panel? Like we need to be having conversations with men about why there aren't more women. And I want to hear from you about like, yeah, what that environment's like as a guy, let alone, mm. you know, for us, I know how it feels for me and, and therefore I'm not in it. But you, you in these environments for years and years growing up and you, you know, you're here to tell the tale. Yeah. Well, I really wanted to go along that to that discussion specifically. I was hoping to gain some knowledge of how, as a guy, I can best support oh. women in that area. Um, but there was a, there was a comment made by one of the panelists in there that you know men have this support of other men when they get into graffiti, and we have the other graffiti guys to mm -hmm. kind of back us all up. Mm -hmm. And that to me was like really surprising to hear yeah, and kind of made me think yeah. that maybe that don't quite understand yeah. what it's actually like because yeah. it's it's not like a welcoming come and hold a my hand lollipops and rainbows get into mm. graph us and the boys like do you, it's, i mean do you mentor each other or do you have mentors yeah, like you you do if you're kind of lucky okay um but like i said it's it's a fairly aggressive what, do, what does that like, mean then if you do survive a few years and you're still painting or you're still writing at the end of it? Like what kind of person do these men become having grown up sort of in that culture? You get all kinds, I guess. And again, I'm not going to claim that I'm a writer mm. or even like I wouldn't even call myself a graffiti artist anymore. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I don't want to like really speak on the behalf of well, someone that would. Just speak on your own behalf. I guess, then, yeah. yeah. So. I, I guess I was kind of lucky in knowing who I wanted to associate with and who I wanted to become mm. prior to kind of getting into that stuff. But, um, yeah, I guess it can be like a bit of a – it can be a bit of an aggressive kind of violent culture mm. to get into. Mm. Um, not to say that, you know, all writers are bad people at all. No, not like all. That, and, I mean, I spent a lot of time in the skateboarding culture and surf culture, like all mm. of that, all those male-dominated fields. It's pretty 
Um, it's pretty aggressive. Mm. And even if people are getting on certainly the house parties and the drugs and the aggression around self-directed um, personal exploration like through your craft, there was just a lot of like energy like mm. <laughs> directed towards their board or their bike or whatever they might be on when yeah. things weren't working out. Yeah, it's, 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 a pretty like it's an place. outlet, yeah. I guess, and an expression. Yeah. But, I mean, graph like, you know, originally I was like it comes from crime. Mm. You know, and it's still there's still that sort of crime, like criminal element to mm. it that, that can be really appealing to some, mm. um, which is probably always going to be involved in some way. So I guess anything that, you know, comes from those sort of roots isn't going to be all happy smiles and welcoming. Yeah, but also, I mean, this sounds to me like a community who want to express themselves in ways mm. that they, they feel like they're living in a system where they, they're not valued or they can't express themselves. And not to generalise, I'm speaking on behalf of myself, as far as like trying to find outlets for my voice, um, yeah, it is quite hard really. I, I mean, punk music's ripper mm -hmm. and um, just finding the right people to feel like you can be yourself with. Yeah, for sure. But, um, but yeah, it took me a super long time to find those people. Yep. And I guess I, I sort of spoke briefly earlier about a lot of independent travel and a lot of um, potentially dangerous situations. And that was a lot of that was um, in the music culture and, um, yeah, crawling the back streets of Edinburgh looking for punk rock shows and yeah, being see. on my own as an 18-year-old woman and um, thankfully having a camera to sort of hide behind and documenting it rather than engaging. But, yep. um, but formative years mm -hmm. and certainly I've felt, uh, blessed and cursed so many times during my life because almost all my hobbies are male dominated. So I've so often been the only, yeah, or, or certainly an underrepresented mm. um, person within that group, yep. which has been pretty gross at times. Yep. The, the, other, the other interesting comment I heard at that panel was that what you were talking about there, the safety of going out at night mm. and doing these illegal walls and the fact that a lot of these, a lot of graph writers cut their teeth and learnt their craft doing that illegal side of it and maybe women don't have that as easily accessible because no, of that of safety side of it. Yeah. So you, you notice that you were able to fit into that because you'd always been doing it. Do you think that's part of the problem? And with that development side of it because it is the development side. Half the writers at this uh, festival were originally graph writers mm. and they were the ones getting those that time on walls even if they're illegal kind of thing. Yeah. I'm, I'm hearing it from both sides of the gender coin at the moment. Like I'm certainly hearing from young, uh, I mean young in their career, so like emerging um, female street artists and um Certainly women like myself who are really interested in spray paint as a medium and we want to practice large scale and the best place for that is legal walls and coming coming up against that sort of animosity even in that legal space. Um, I haven't felt it personally. I felt really welcomed but I haven't explored that hugely in my, you know, time yet. But it, from all accounts it sounds like men experience that as well. Like that's not mm. gender specific for women. I think when it comes to safety, it's not just um, it's, it's unfortunately not just on the on the illegal walls or the legal walls being out at night. It's walking down Bunda Street, mm. <laughs> very much so. Mm. Like I'm certainly, um, yeah, it is just it's just gross. Like, yeah, well, we even 
when we first met and we were talking and you kind of made that comment, or I think I was talking about how like sometimes I'll be painting at night because, you know, if I, if I like decide to project something, I'll do that at night. Oh, yeah, sure, and sure. You, were kind of, you made a comment. Yeah, projection you know, like Yeah. You're not safe. And no. I kind of, I haven't really experienced that. Oh, you're a burly dude. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess I haven't really. I just need more muscle. Yeah. <laughs> Sick, fight me. <laughs> well, actually, that's true. Yeah, you did say that. You said, no, if someone comes up to me, I'm going to, I'm going to say, cool, fight me, let's go. Yeah. Whereas I stay small. Yeah. So this is, okay, so this is a, um, this is sort of the story behind the Rest in Peace Toxic Masculinity mural because um, certainly throughout my life um, I have survived by staying quiet. That has been my number one go-to. I blend into the shadows. Mm. I go invisible. I, you know, very no aggression here. Certainly, um, yeah. There it is. Certainly not, um, not an aggressive person. I'm not a... Um, yeah, I don't experience anger. In my experience, I suppress anger and it comes out later in anxiety. <laughs> so um, so I take on a lot of female street artists through mentorship and work experience and stuff and was painting a piece um, down in Queanbeyan where, um, where we were projecting. It was a super long wall. I work with a lot of typography, so projections are like my super best friend. Like I'm OCD about my clean lines and my spacing between um, letters, so... That's been my port of call and with this new female assistant with me, that was her first time projecting with me and she's learning the craft of it, of street art. Um, yeah, this guy came up pretty, I don't know, I don't know if he was drunk but he was pretty loosey-goosey and um, just just really liked my assistant, like mm. really, really liked her and wanted to talk and wanted to see more of her and started singing to her and... Ooh. In her, it wasn't it uh, we didn't feel comfortable yeah. she was very quiet and just focused on the wall and in my experience which yeah I've had a lot of that's what I do too mm. but because in this instance I was her boss and I was certainly responsible for her um, I found my voice for the first time almost ever I feel like and I was up on my ladder and I turned around and said you know you need to go away yep. we're working this is inappropriate behavior you need to go away and he was, oh, I've got nowhere to go. And I was just as hell guilt trip. And I was like, look, I'm sorry. Like, you need to leave. Yep. And so the next day when we started painting together, um, I brought it up and I said, you know, how are you feeling about last night? Like, that felt really uncomfortable. Are you okay? And unfortunately, yeah, felt, um, felt like it was time to have the chat about how um, that's really common, how I get that sort of behaviour almost every time I'm projecting, especially in the Canberra Centre. And um, and it's really important that you have someone else with you and you can certainly let the police know that you're going to be there so that they keep you in their rounds. Like this was just normal practice for me. And just through the need to explain that, you know, when you like you something's so normal for you and then suddenly when you have to explain it to someone else, you're like, Hang on, this is fucked. That's like, exactly what's happening <laughs> for me right now. And I, that's like, so. Yeah, that was just super normal. Like yeah. I've, I've been painting. Like I come from a sign writing background, so I've been painting the public space for over ten years now. So, uh, so this is really normal for me. Yep. So, um, so that led to this pretty. I mean, you know what it's like when you're sort of sharing the wall with someone. You can bro down a bit. You know, like yep. you, you open up over the course of a couple of days. So this led to a pretty great conversation where I was like, you know, have you experienced much of that behaviour before? And she said, oh, a little bit, but, you know, not too much. And what about you? And I was like, 
yeah, like, mm. yeah, I don't know, mm. like, what what is going on with me? But, man, I've got a list as long as my arm. And the more I thought about it, the more there was just like something. Yeah, oh, endless examples. Okay. And, yes, I've travelled on my own and, yes, I've been out on my own, you know, in the wee hours of the morning and stuff. And a lot of people will say you bring that upon yourself. But now I know <laughs> now I'm in this situation where for the first time I'm really, like, kind of mothering her, like standing between her and this man saying, no, that is inappropriate behaviour. Now I'm seeing this new perspective on my experience where through this conversation with her, I'm hearing myself and I'm like, it's not my fault. Like, I didn't deserve that. Like, mm. it's not my fault. And, I, you know, I've gone 30 years thinking that it was and I brought that upon myself for all these multiple reasons, which is what, what I've been taught. Yeah. So once again, these like these heavy brainwashing techniques sort of unraveling within me. And so I got angry and I, you know, call it my feminine rage. I just was driving to and from that gig every day, that mural thinking, this is not okay. Like what, mm. uh, you know, I'm, I'm bringing, I'm doing so much work to bring more street art, like more women into street art. I'm bringing someone on in every mural that I do. I'm teaching young, like workshops to young women. Yeah. Even if they're not going to pursue a career in street art, I think it's really important for people to use creativity to learn how to problem solve, to Definitely. learn how to express themselves. Like this the is empowerment my, yeah, young people it is for sure. Empowerment. So how do I then go to them and say, oh, but by the way, you're going to get sexually harassed? This is a bit sus. Yeah. This oh, is I'm going to teach you how to paint a mural, but I'm also going to give you this self defence class and carry some mace. See, this is know? crazy because, like, like what I was saying before, I'm not at all an aggressive dude. Like I would definitely not start a fight. Um, but I've never had to consider, should I let the police know that I'm painting here? Or yeah, like right. even really put that much thought into my safety. Yeah. I kind of just don't even really, there's not much second thought that goes into that because mm. I kind of just go and paint. Mm. So for that to be it's, not, it's not just a rare thing, but that shoulder. to be like a genuine yeah. part yeah. of this type of During artwork the day as for well. you yeah. Yeah, yeah. is crazy. And I was kind of, you know, I was really interested in the, in the topic, like in, in chatting today about like what barriers do women face that men don't getting into mm. art because, you know, it seems like it's kind of, well, anyone can go get some paint sure. and anyone can go paint a wall. Sure, like sure, it's sure. got nothing to do with, but like if there, you know, there's obviously a genuine issue of safety. Yeah. Who like would I hadn't thought? even really yeah. considered. Especially it's art. Like it's yeah. not like we're out there like tackling each other. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Um, safety is a really big one when painting in the public space. Mm. Um, another thing is um, like safety around me uh, quote unquote expressing myself. Yep. So um, it's a bit of like a tall poppy syndrome. Like I'll yeah. be up there and just randoms will walk past saying I'm using the wrong brush or I've spelt it mm. wrong or just an endless sort of commentary on what I'm doing really kind of just reminding me that yeah, <laughs> I've got to hey, I've got to really hey, think about yep. what I'm doing. Yep, don't get too tall. Yeah, no, definitely not, definitely yeah. not. Stay, Stay humble. humble. Yeah. <laughs> and also um, some other good ones I've had are like, you know, we use our phones to copy the artwork like mm. as reference or get off your phone like what would your boss think kind of thing. What? Like, yeah, quite a bit of that. Really? And um, And the other thing is from women saying, oh, gosh, like you're so brave. I could mm. never do that. Oh, my God. And they're like they feel sick on my account. Yeah. Like they're just their sort of like ashen face, like of me up a ladder in the public space saying like, yeah. But I get that when I'm out camping by myself too actually. I've been up um, up in the snowies and stuff on my own and a lot of women saying you're so brave. 
Why? Yeah. Because, yeah. And that's, I mean, I can see why that is brave, but it shouldn't be. No, certainly like, shouldn't be. Like, that's such an issue. It shouldn't be that I, like, regardless of whether I'm in a relationship or not, it shouldn't be that I need my man mm. to go with me outdoors. Yep. <laughs> like, what? Yep. What? But I mean, that piece too, like that toxic masculinity piece. Rest in peace, toxic masculinity. Yeah, he's <laughs> such a burner. And he's one of the sickest pieces I've ever seen. And I didn't look at that and think, ooh, that's pushing Spicy. the boundaries. Yeah. It seems like such a message that everyone should back. I feel like it's like my inner child is like, I'm, I'm just going to put a pretty flower here and some bubbles. <laughs> it's and like a piece of trash. Burn it. And like just, <laughs> just quickly, like not to mention how technically Thanks, challenging dude. it is to paint a crushed up aluminium can. <laughs> I've never tried it before. With gold. That you have nailed. Thanks. But to also have that kind of meaning behind it and that sort of clever twist on it. Thanks. Thank like you. I, I, so I watched all this from like a real kind of outside perspective and I was up on the Goldie and I knew I was coming to Canberra and I saw you post this and I, I saw it on my phone and I was just like, this is sick. Like this is one of the coolest right, things we've ever seen. Right, this is what the festival's going to be yeah, like. percent <laughs> And I was like, man, I can't wait to get down to Canberra. I can't wait to see this oh, piece in person. I was so hyped. And then I'm from sorry. afar kind of online through the gram, watch the progression yeah. of the drama. This, by the way, this is like, yeah, like at least 500 more likes than I've ever received on any post. Wow. Like it just, it's yeah. Like it's huge. Me. This piece should be seen by everyone. Look at this. Men's health, mental health. Like <laughs> my, my hashtags are so innocent. <laughs> I yeah, care. Unbelievable. <laughs> so what did you feel, Bowie, if you're comfy talking about it? Like when... I don't even know how to. Like, when where, did it, where, where did the drama come? Like, where was the issue? Oh, there were so many, and so many that I, I honestly, um, I don't know what's real anymore. Like, it felt like this, um, this snowball effect of assumptions. Mm -hmm. Lots of people um, in in the, my immediate sphere assuming that um, that it had to come down, like there had been complaints and it had to come down because of white men and, yep. you know, rich people and, and yep. there was all these assumptions and then and then we as a collective kind of got angry. And there was also these assumptions that, uh, oh, gosh, yeah. It, it's so complicated that I can't really, like, brush over it mm. because every single thread of... Like every single day new information came to light that totally like trashed on what we thought was the truth. Right. And that was just like this bizarre, it felt like I was being gaslighted, like it was yep. really intense. So essentially, I mean, that was, as you know, that was like a jam wall for Surface Fest artists, specific ones I think, not everyone. It was sort of invite only um, that, that we had permission from the producer to go down and paint. I, as well as everyone else, I believe, was under the impression that we could do what we wanted. Um, so there was no need to um, like give in an artwork or yeah, anything like that. Design. Yeah. Submit a design, yeah. which we had to yeah. for all the others. Yep. Which I then had to for that yeah, space. Yes, sorry, did. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad they learned their lesson. Yeah. <laughs> it was so, an interesting time. Um, so then, you know, because that, um, that sexual harassment that had happened uh, with my employee and I, that was about two weeks earlier. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I thought that the stars had aligned for me to 
yeah, to actually that's an opportunity for yeah, you to express that issue. Time, yep. and, and this is a time in my life, like I said, where I'm actually saying no, yep. like no more of this. Yep. And this is no more just for me. Like I can only speak on my behalf. This is RIP toxic masculinity because I'm not accepting this behavior in well, my life anymore. And neither am I. And that's why I 100% back that piece. And I think everyone why wouldn't like, you? like who's who's who is against that message they're, they're obviously just you know they uh, honestly what i think happens potentially i i feel like i mean i can only assume this well exactly though exactly <laughs> people i think guys get confused yeah. about what toxic masculinity is yeah. and i think some guys will feel as if that is an attack on them as men and that's an anti-men message and that's an anti-masculinity message yeah. Yeah. which i don't i don't think it is but you know a bit more about it maybe yeah but it's just it's a shame that that kind of has that like we need to clarify it in a way which i guess is a conversation that we you know well, need to continue have that. For i mean sure. let's just for the for the audience let's just clarify what we believe toxic Toxic masculinity too. Well, I I think one of the challenges about it is it it is it can be quite difficult to just simply put into words. Yeah. But I feel I feel as a guy, it's something that you know it when you see it. Yep. You know it when you hear it. Yep. And you know it when you feel it. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And and there are definitely guys that (laughs) I don't think they get that. (laughs) (laughs) Preaching. Amen. Yes. (laughs) Hallelujah. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I feel the same way. The, uh, I think the biggest difference in me is that um, generally when I've experienced toxic behaviour from men, um, I feel totally disempowered. Mm. So when you say feel, it's not that I get angry or um, sad or anything. I just go, whoa, like I'm nothing. Yeah. I'm absolutely worthless. And um, who was I to think that I could have... Yeah, like thought that I could do this essentially. Mm. And when I, I mean, when I say toxic masculinity and when I say misogyny, this is very much filtered to me through women as well. Like this is a part of our culture and it's filtered through women when when women say, oh, you know, um, don't rock the boat. Yeah. Or, um, oh, you, yeah, down. yeah, just, just um, I don't, I don't, yeah. I mean, you know the examples, but I've certainly experienced misogyny intensely from women who who also buy into that sort of system. So, I mean, I see, you know, an anti-toxic masculinity message as a message that every healthy person should be behind. And it's not a message that is attacking masculinity or attacking men. Like I consider myself, I guess you could say I'm a bit of a blokey bloke. My hobbies include mowing my lawn and doing (laughs) stuff out of wood. But I don't feel you know, saying R.O.P. toxic masculinity is coming after me at all. And I guess some of that comes from my security in mm. who I am as True. a man. True. I'm not insecure. I don't think that people get offended real. Like, I don't think they would say that they're insecure though. No, 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 definitely. Mm. I don't think people are going to admit that. Mm. But I think guys that are kind of like, oh, no, like don't say anti-toxic masculinity. You're just coming after men. I love being a man. I'm allowed to be a man. Mm. Like, yeah. But this See. is a greater conversation about what it means to be a man in Australia today Definitely. and and what masculinity, like what are the traits? And yeah. and, and I, I, I did want to comment on that, because, which is why the VB can comes into it. Like mm. the artist statement behind that piece is that, you know, I collect rubbish off the side of the road. A lot of my art's more in environmentalism themes. I picked up that can a few years ago and it was squashed so beautifully. Mm. <laughs> so beautifully. I, yeah, well, I had to, like I just couldn't throw it out. I had to... Um, 
do something with it. But the um, the problem I find with um, with a real fascination with branding and, and capitalism as themes throughout my work is that if I paint a piece of trash, it turns into an advertisement for that company. Right. So I'm always a bit torn. Like, what do I do? Do I paint the original logo or do I change the words? Blah blah blah. So when this one came to mind, like I look at that VB can and just in my mind, it's just you know, the, the words merged into R.I.P. Toxic. It was aha moment. I paint it. But um, the idea really is that the can is a symbol for like the blokiness really mm-hmm. and that archetype of Australian men. Mm-hmm. And what I know from extensive travel overseas to be this worldwide understanding that Australia is a racist country and is a sexist country. And when I look at the VB ads that are so clearly geared towards men and someone's tossed that can out that window and, and littered my, you know, our country, it sort of just became like a really quick connect the dots to, yep. to make that message like super strong, I, I guess, a commentary about, yeah, like where we're going as a country and and yep. the symbol of the can being thrown onto the environment as a symbol for how we're treating the environment and treating women and just what's okay, what's considered okay. Yep. Painting it in in the civic centre is relevant. Like Definitely. I think mm. what was so weird too because it's a message that, like I said, you, you'd, you'd kind of hope that every healthy person is behind. Yeah. And that's where yeah. we want to progress. Yeah, that's where it so starts to, to become a bit dangerous. So to have that censored and yeah. taken down. Yeah. Like watching that from an outside perspective, I was kind of like, is someone trying to defend toxic masculinity? Yeah. Are people saying, no, 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 we don't want that to die? No, it took it took me like days because I went into a full shame cycle. Mm. Like, um, yeah, don't, don't have experience speaking up for myself. Don't have experience um, articulating my experience with sexual harassment or anything like that. Just had a lot of therapy, thankfully. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so it took me quite a few days and a lot of conversations with, with people that I really trusted to to help me find my own path forward through this. Like I really had to turn to certain people that I knew would see the bigger picture. And it was finally like probably five days later that one friend said like, oh, I'm a toxic man and I'm offended. (laughs) And I just burst out laughing and almost had like tears coming down my face because yeah, like well, that's the only what I reason imagine you can happening. get offended is if you admit to be exactly. someone who assigns to and this, be toxic. This, this yeah. is exactly what I imagine yeah, happening and I imagine being it, you know, being this kind of thing where people are like exposing themselves yeah, well, and calling themselves yeah. out and be like, yeah, sick, let them do that. I mean, and that's, that's sort of like in a really twist of fate way, that, that's the plus side of this experience is that it has highlighted yep. some of these issues that Definitely. are really underlying. The, the, I guess like the... The problem with that convoluted process that I can't even put into words about how that artwork got it got gaslighted into being racist one day and then pushed over here to be, no, it's a legal problem the next day and then, oh, you know, no, I support you, that was amazing artwork, but then the next day after that there's a whole other, you know, like you were being response. You were being PR managed. Yeah, definitely. But they weren't speaking on my behalf to the media and that was really crucial. Like that was a really dangerous time for me because the media is completely unreliable, terrifyingly unreliable, and really quickly I learnt that I can say one thing and it can get twisted another. Mm-hmm. So for the AC government who I totally respect and they had my back and they supported that artwork, they definitely supported the artwork, but they had a silence because they weren't mm-hmm. festival producers, so they had a blanket silence so they couldn't speak to the media. 
And then the producers, for whatever reason, chose not to acknowledge it either. So I was out on this limb on my own being like, no, like, I didn't mean it. <laughs> I didn't mean it like that. Like, I was just expressing myself. And, and then those articles got twisted and the Canberra community, bless them, <laughs> jumped on this clickbait bandwagon. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Not even like the article itself was firewalled behind a subscription on the Canberra Times website. So yep. I don't think many people actually read it who were commenting on Facebook and it got shared all around. And Was that po like positive oh, commenting? Uh, I mean, I, di I didn't read the comments. I yeah, only heard through. Yeah, I was so fragile throughout that time. But. Um, I heard through third persons that uh, third people that um, a lot of it was positive that it was a great artwork and it should stay, but a lot of it was negative as well. And um, I think more than more than anything, it was this anti-government, like the government are censoring artists, mm. you know, really like and and almost like really quickly linking, quote, unquote, the government to federal politics, COVID response. Yeah. You know, like everyone's Just feeling hard times. People take a bit of a leap to achieve yeah, what the, you know, So, like, so that's mind. where it felt like clickbait because um, everything that I'd said had been shortened in some way. I thought I'd been quite articulate and, and my approach to the media was very much um, if people feel offended by this. Like I think one, one thing I was like really happy about saying was um, if you feel upset by this, if you feel um, like silenced or threatened or uh, are comfortable, then why? Yes. Because I felt that too and I think that's a conversation that we need to have. Definitely. But that got cut. Mm. <laughs> so it was like if you feel uncomfortable, if you feel unsafe, why? And then that full <laughs> stop and I was like, no, like you've cut out the most important part, which is yeah. let's have a dialogue. Definitely. That's like it's, it's not a, just occlusion. like you are the enemy. No. You know, it's this Why? is this thing. And, and it's not as if like <laughs> you can kind of say, you know, that person's got toxic masculinity, but I don't. No. It's in general no. just a thing that it's, we kind of have in our in culture. It's our culture, yeah. And we're seeing, I mean, yeah, we see it on the telly all the time. And it is the equivalent of the boys will be boys. And mm. um, oh, yeah, gosh. I mean, it's really, really. High. Toxic behaviour, let's say. Toxic behaviour, yeah, yeah. It's not is, is absolutely a conversation that is worth having. Just got really, you know, I've had a lot of good news media in Canberra through my International Women's Day projects, through mm. really well-supported government-funded grants, and they get like a few, like I get a call from the nan, like, you know, the family, friends, oh, we saw you on the news, like blah, blah, blah. And then this was like anti, like artist censored by the government mm. and the whole population. I just thought like, wow, this is a sign of our times. Yep. Like people are angry right now and people are, uh, yeah, like there's a real animosity in the air. People are quite um, upset by what's been happening throughout COVID, the bushfires, the floods, like we are experiencing a disconnection between our federal leadership and the people on the ground. And so, for some reason that's, yeah, well, thankfully I suppose the artwork hit the nail on the head in yep. ways that I certainly didn't foresee. It's also just such an odd thing it seems to have a street art festival but then censor. Yeah. The, mm. and, and when that street art is a little bit... Risky. That's like, oh, no, we can't have that. No, well, that I think that comes down to this public face of Canberra. Yeah. And, um, and the nature of this festival being private walls yep. and who owns those private walls. Yep. I mean, like, I don't know, but I can only assume... Again, with assumptions, got to be careful. But anyone that does have the finances to, um, yeah, to own like a massive apartment or office block yep. in the, the Braddon Civic area, 
um, are probably, uh, yeah, I don't know, on a different chapter to myself. Potentially. But they benefit from this art. This is this really yeah. confusing role that I think street art is playing right now across the world, which is that it's become a hot, a hot career. It's become this like sought after thing to be a street artist is a relatively new label in my experience. It's about five or six years old. And we get brought into areas that they want gentrified and mm. we raise the value of that a- area, that yeah. neighbourhood. But then it almost feels like our work is getting gentrified in a yeah, way well, with like what like we're that. allowed to paint. Yeah. It was weird for me because I like I was I had my dates lined up that I was going to be in Canberra while Surface Fest was on. So I was bugging the producers like, hey, I'm going to be in town. Like, were you Were you an artist like within the festival? No. No, not technically. I kind of weaseled my way in. Little sneaky, sneaky, because I was going to be in town. So I was bugging them, going, "Hey, I'm, I'm coming down. I'm going to be in Canberra. Like, if there's a, if there's a free wall, I'd love yeah, to right. paint while I'm there." Um, and I got offered your wall. Your smalls. Our walls opened up. Yeah. Um, and it was, oh, really? yeah, I was, they offered you know oh, me to paint over Bowie's piece because they were kind of like, "Well, this piece, you know, it's gone. It has to be painted over anyway, yeah. so you can yeah. paint over it." Fair enough. And I was sort of like. That's one, of the, oh, one of the biggest I... problems with that mural apparently was permissions, that we didn't have permission to paint there. The girl painting next to me and I painted together, she was on the festival committee mm. and that's why it felt like censorship specifically for me because the, the, the story was that we actually didn't have permission to paint there even though we'd been told that we did and that my artwork had to go. Her school's day. Mine had to go. So for then you to be offered like this idea of permissions... Well, okay. I don't think it was an issue with that space being painted. Um, yeah. that, that's where the Sorry if I've just <laughs> called someone out, but that wasn't the vibe I got. That's but what I mean when I say I don't know what happened. Yeah. I was well, told it, it, all there, these there different reasons. There obviously isn't this obvious, you know, this is the person that made No, and unfortunately there was never that, that sense of like, hey, this. This, this is the reason yeah, here yeah. is, you know, your closure as no, to why yeah, this is no, not kind at all. of been an And issue. if I had received that sort of information, I definitely wouldn't have gone to the media. Like if I had been told early on, um, hey, this is inappropriate or, you know, but none of that came from my leadership team. Well, it seems like one of those odd things that happens so, so often it seems now where people, they're not offended, mm. but they're worried that someone else be, will be. Right, right. And I everyone's like offended on someone else's behalf yeah. in case they are. Yeah. Which is when it was weird. It was kind of like, who is this offending? And if yeah, they're getting offended by about? it, why, why do we why do we care if they're offended? Mm. Like, let those people be offended. Open so up that this discussion. is. Do you feel like we're in a state of political correctness in Australia that is stopping change from taking place? I don't know. Like, it, I think our art, like this art form, is just a weird going through a weird kind of thing. Because yeah. now, now I feel like it's a whole separate discussion. Even just like. What street, is street art, art versus murals. <laughs> yeah. I don't even call myself a street artist anymore. Now I don't really Why? like Why? that term. Why? I mean, that's a whole discussion in itself. But like I just, the term street art, it was always a little bit weird. And it like, it's kind of been ruined for me by the amount of people that when I'm painting come up and go like, oh, our city needs more street art. Mm. But I hate graffiti. Mm, and you're sort of like, what are you talking about? Like, wow. And I get that all the time. People are like, street art's great, but I hate graffiti. And mm. I'm always like, you can't. I say to people like you can't hate the caterpillar and love the butterfly. Oh, and like that's street so artists, sweet. there's this thing where street artists I think have kind of ruined it for themselves. Where you get you get street artists that are just a bit like they kind of sniff their noses, like stick their noses up and look down on graffiti. Mm. And for me, like graffiti's where it started. Mm. Like that's the roots. They're like connected. 
street artists use paint designed by graffiti artists for graffiti mm. artists. You know, the reason that people now are accepting of large-scale aerosol artworks mm. is because of graffiti mm. writers sort of paving that way. Um, and then there's, yeah, just this kind of public view that street art's good, graffiti isn't. Well, street art is, again, like it's benefiting society. Yeah. It's, it's benefiting just, it's the just, capitalist structures. It's just man. this weird thing for me where I kind of just, I guess I try and just avoid labels in mm. general. And for me, like when I'm, if I'm getting commissioned and there's a, there's a brief, you know, yeah. the, like the, the, the wall owner said, this is what I want and I'm painting that. I don't feel like that's street art mm. because that's not me. That's, I, I feel like no, well, that's it, a mural. It's, it's not free, exp- it's not free expression yeah. on, and, on the and, street. And to me, like street art, you know, it has to kind of have some element of, personal expression yeah. or or some sort of challenging message yeah. or something you know that that I guess is where it sort of yeah. comes comes from is that that was something that I found very challenging about this the festival that's just passed because I was brought in with this real promise of you're going to be an artist this is not a design festival mm. you know it's like, not a mural festival no it's... no this is um free to, free expression from your artistic space and then on both my walls it it really got like it was very apparent that I was not allowed to express myself, you know, freely. Yeah. I, I don't know what they thought was going to happen. <laughs> well, and this, this is where it was It was funny for me because, like, yeah, I said I'd been bugging them if I could have a wall. Yeah. And then when I got offered you a wall, I didn't feel like I could turn around and go, no, nah, I don't want a wall. Yeah, true. But I also was like, I don't want to paint over your piece. Mm. One, because it was such a burner. And two, I didn't want to be the – I didn't want to be a guy. Mm. The painted over that piece, and I I was really worried about the message that would yeah right. that, how that would look on how that would reflect on me. Did you know at that point that it had been in the media or, or only was that just from your, your gram? Yeah, um, I probably didn't like I wasn't seeing the Canberra Times and stuff articles, yeah. but I was definitely seeing your updates mm. about it, and I was I was sort of following it on there. Mm. Um, so I kind of we kind of made the call like nah, I'm not going to paint over that wall mm. like. One, because, yeah, I just didn't want to. Mm. And two, it, uh, I, it didn't sit comfortably with me it's, as a it's guy. It's interesting that that. that that didn't, that like, yeah. It wasn't, obviously it wasn't discussed with you. Oh, no, well. But. I thought like I, I, so I gave permission for the piece to come down because mm-hmm. it was getting pulled in heaps of different directions. Yeah. Like um, racist and right. legal and all this, like the legal responsibility um, in case VB came and knock in. Yeah. Which I've spoken to a lawyer about, and I think I'm a gay. Yeah, but um, 100%. but yeah, it just like really quickly while I was in this sort of shame cycle of like, oh no, I've stuffed up. I'm making people's jobs difficult. I've I've rocked the boat, mm. and here I'm getting reprimanded for it. I should never have done that. You know, like I was definitely going through my um, my usual sort of cycle. Then at that point, um, yeah, hearing more and more about these concerns from different parties um i certainly gave permission i just said this is way too hard this is way too much like i'm gonna get i was really concerned that i would get pitched in the media as the as the baddie and this is my home and my career like canberra is my town where i work so um so i gave permission for it to come down and then every day it was still up and I was really just like in this kind of weird state of like what is going on. And Lisa, um, the street art coordinator, recently told me that she was like really dragging her feet just to give me some time to think about it, which was a really, really beautiful gesture on her part. But that's like this um, this word censorship might not seem appropriate knowing that I've given permission for it to come down, 
but we have to question like why was I in that position mm. and why did it like it certainly felt like being gaslighted that I was then pitched as this like potentially insensitive or racist artist or whatever that might be that to put it up in the first place was like so wrong or so insensitive to not consider other people's feelings, blah, blah, blah. So, um, Did you even consider all those toxic men's feelings? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you even consider that, boy? <laughs> I spent my life considering toxic yeah. men's feelings. I've done that uh. enough. So it was just such a such a difficult position to, to find myself in and so far, like I'd gone through such an emotional roller coaster, even deciding to paint the piece. You know, that was a huge thing for me. I certainly hadn't given much thought to like well, what am I going to do I, I was more concerned about being bullied like by men well toxic men because I painted it like I was really concerned about putting a target on my back um which, which is very ironic well with the piece <laughs> given the piece but again it was just yeah just sort of knowing I suppose that I was speaking up and and the reason we stay quiet is because it's unsafe to speak up and can lead to violence and it can lead to you know worse well it's funny for me because I when I did get that wall to paint, they were like, you could paint it, but you can't paint anything. They essentially said yeah. you can't paint anything with meaning. Like it had to just yeah, be kind wow. of pretty pictures. So I was, that made me want to go twice as hard. And I was, I was really considering coming down and doing a portrait of you holding a BB can that said the same thing. <laughs> or like you wearing one of the T-shirts or something. And just kind of being like, oh, fuck. You know, it kind of made me just, and, and it, it, it started this weird kind of thought in my own head of like, now we walk this really yeah. tricky balance yeah. that like you and I, this is kind of what we do for a living. It is, yeah. And you have to be really careful of like not burning bridges. Yeah. Which is then just this weird thing because like as an artist, like you want to be able to express yourself and you want to, you know, you want your work to kind of stand for something. But when you're sort of told like you can't, mm. you know, by the but person what, that's... But what does that, like what does that actually mean for society, you know, when we're... It, it brings up these really interesting questions, I think, around art, like the role artists play and the role street artists play in Australia as far as, like, what are we actually here for? Like, are we really just prettying the, the world? Like, I don't know. I thought that we had an obligation to hold a mirror up to society and encourage people to think differently and see things differently. And when we're told that we can't do that by our allies, so to speak, by the people who are street artists or who mm. are facilitating those quote-unquote safe spaces, what does that, where, like, what then? Like it really brought up this real deep sort of root of questioning around do I have to do this anonymously? Do I have to be gender neutral, you know, and have no face or no name to it? Or, um, yeah, or am I going to lose my career if I actually Mm. want to express myself and my own experiences? Yeah. And my talent. Yeah. My raw talent. Yeah. And it's a tricky thing. Like I always, I always sort of feel like no matter what, I have my my values and I have my morals and ethics and what I stand for. And you know, there's times where I'll get like, I don't know, offered a job and kind of feel like that doesn't go, mm. that doesn't match up the mm. line with my values or. Like I'll have comments made about my work. Yeah, I want. I wanted. I want to ask you about the Ash Barty mural mm. because I didn't realize I saw the mural, but I certainly had no idea what you're experiencing on the other side of that. And I yeah. find that so fascinating that you, yeah, you you've sort of had this very similar experience, but yeah. from, from the other side of the gender coin. Yeah. Tell us about your Ash Barty mural. Well, so I painted this portrait of Ash Barty for a tennis club in Brisbane, um, and they got in touch with me. 
for it. And they, yeah, yeah there it is. Um, and, and basically they said to me, we want something that depicts Ash's uh, determination and her sort of power. And they wanted something that reflected her Aboriginal heritage. Oh, I do. Uh, they, they run a lot of workshops for young kids, you know, like playing tennis. Mm. So they wanted something that was kind of inspiring to them. And they sent me a couple of exa- example images of what, what they're after, which was similar. very similar Oh, this is poses fully, fully brief-driven. Yeah. Like, it sounds like you've nailed the brief. Yeah. Well, I like to think so. Yeah. They were stoked with it. Um, so I painted this piece and it, 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 the timing coincidentally worked out that I finished this painting a couple hours before Ash Buddy mm. won the Australian wow. Open. Great match, Ash. Yeah, which just worked out really well. And then at the end she kind of did a very similar pose and mm. I was like, oh, that's sick. And it was amazing. Like we loved it when she let yeah. that emotion go. Yeah. The country loved it. Yep. Yeah. Um, but it was this really, really odd experience that came out of it because the ABC came and interviewed me for it um, and they took a photo of me in front of it and that photo did the rounds. Like, oh, you could say it kind of went viral. It sounds like it. You said that one repost had 80,000 likes? Yeah, there was one with that. It was kind of like... That's pretty viral. The week I was just getting just tagged in posts of it everywhere. Wow. Of the the photo of you in front of it. So your face was really connected to it? Yeah. Yeah, I was standing in front of it. Um, Wow. And it was just this really weird experience because I... I, I wouldn't look at this at all. I never thought that this would be a controversial piece. Hmm. You know what I mean? I just thought I was painting a portrait of Ash Barty. Hmm. Well, you, you were given a brief. Yeah. And I was, I, I backed that. I was so keen for that brief. I was like, this is sick. Um, but there was just this overwhelming, consistent theme in the comments section of these pages where it was getting shared of both people hating that I had displayed Ash showing aggression and hating that I had displayed the colours of the Aboriginal flag and not the Australian flag. And a lot of people were saying, you know, Ash is much prettier when she smiles. She has a a really pretty (laughs) smile. Why haven't I painted her smiling? I got a lot of this, you know, Ash doesn't look like that. Our Ash doanít show anger. Oh, that's really interesting. A lot of like our Ash is humble and we love how humble our Ash is. Here's this word humble again. So many people saying Ash wouldnít like that. What? When Ash literally herself had to approve the design before I painted it. And Whoa. afterwards, it was like her team is stoked on it. What? Why? I mean, I, just to clarify, the word aggression and not determination? Mm, yeah, that's what people were using. Uh, and, and, you know, I was kind of, again, just this weird sort of whirlpool of mm. controversy mm. that had come out of something that I was not prepared for or expecting. No, well, I mean, but also why not the tennis club? Like why not the people who gave you that brief? Like you well, on the face to it. Well, what was good about the tennis club and, you know, credit to them, they they were really supportive and okay. they, they are so stoked with it. And every time I've caught up with them and they've read all the comments and stuff and they've wow. seen all the hype around it, they've been like, you know, we're absolutely thrilled with this. Wow. And it like in a funny way for them has – like their business has kind of skyrocketed since mm. um, and they've had that many people coming out specifically just to see it, wow. which has been really cool. But I then sort of accidentally found myself as this voice of defending mm. a woman's right to show power and determination <gasps> and to celebrate and encourage that. And having these people, like I was getting people message me directly being like, Ash wouldn't like this. Ash, you know. What? 
And all these people, all these people, yeah, all these people like our ash is like that. She's not your ash. No. What? I can't imagine the pressure that she's under. Yeah, hundred percent. And the whole tall poppy thing comes over. Like we love Ash because she's humble. Yeah. You know. But there's that word. What like? And it's like, why does humble mean staying quiet? And why does humble mean staying? Why does it not mean celebrating your success? Yeah. Yeah. Ash obviously has these personality traits to her like power and determination yeah. and that is how she's that's, become that's successful. That's why we love her. You don't get to that point by sitting down and staying silent. No. And, you know, and, no. and being this kind of golden Meek. girl yeah. staying in your white lane, yeah. which is what Australia seems to kind of want her to do. And women, all women. And it was also this weird way of like these weird people were messaging me going, why have you made this political by painting the Aboriginal <laughs> yeah, flag? Yeah, yeah. And I was kind of, oh, I, had this, I had this moment where I sort of, I was reading all these comments, which you should never do. No, I got, really so, I got so caught up in this stupid no, cycle, really and I was uh, I, I was walking this fine line where I was like, oh, I have to stand up for what I believe in, mm. and I, you know, for my own integrity and values, and you know who I feel I am and want to be. Where am I gonna defend mm. this issue versus where am I gonna like just ignore it? Mm. And it, it became this sort of, you know, for a week or two where I was getting these direct messages to my page and it was kind of at times I'd feel like, oh, well, this is what I do for a living. I have to kind of be nice and respectful yeah, yeah, I versus, nah, yeah. I'm standing up for this, you know. So I was I was writing back to people and kind of saying, you know, like if you are politically threatened by the colours of an Aboriginal flag, that's on you. Mm. That's not on me. That's not on Ash. Mm. You know, people messaging me saying she looks much prettier when she's smiling. Mm. I would kind of have to really construct this reply to that but I, I was kind of in a way I ended up being really grateful for the opportunity yeah, yeah. to speak about this stuff and to kind of create that conversation once and again I wish you were on the panel discussion well it's just it's something that should absolutely be celebrated mm. and I was so thrilled with the brief to mm. celebrate a really really strong admirable woman's mm. power and determination mm. um, and the fact that that really ruffled feathers just kind of expose yeah. this issue that you yeah. kind of you can very much be blissfully unaware of it yeah, until you're accidentally definitely. kind of thrown into it yeah. into the mix of it but that i mean that um i find that to be quite challenging through my own experience because i felt so alone mm. while while i was in that place of yeah. having to defend my choices and yeah defend my artwork um and yourself even though that was a brief like where we're in a, a society where bad stuff's happening all the time by like corporations where there's no face to blame or anything. Yep. And we're out there sort of just doing these like very small it's, surface level art. It's a artworks. private tennis club. Yeah, literally. <laughs> that, but that gave through me a social brief. media, but we're fully like responsible, quite yeah. unquote responsible for for this piece, but also for everyone else's feelings from yeah. it. Yeah, and it's this weird, I just wanted to say to people like, you go and paint her smiling. If you're upset that this painting isn't her smiling, sick, go and paint mm. Ash Barty smiling if that'll make you happy. Why are people, like, it feels like people aren't really, um, I want to say it feels like a bit of a gender stereotype on both sides now for men and women to not express themselves or not express their emotions very comfortably mm. and this feeling of being too vulnerable or being... Um, judged or or ashamed for expressing ourselves, I think has led to women not feeling 
you know, empowered or strong or, or given a safe space to express themselves, but also the gender stereotype around men as well, not expressing their feelings or not really comfortably um, communicating what they're experiencing to each other or to uh, others. And then it gets pushed down, pushed down, pushed down. Yep. And then comes out in these like pretty aggressive outbursts mm. that, um, yeah, that are super uncomfortable or put other people in a in a position of feeling uncomfortable. Yeah, I don't know what I'm really getting at, but it feels like a bit of a um, like we're seeing a pattern here. Well, I think like potentially there's a bit of fear involved. Yeah, for both mega. sides, yeah. And, and in 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 different ways too. And I sort of like I went along to that panel discussion, and like I said. I was really keen to learn some ways that as a guy I can mm. best support women. Mm. And the way the discussion kind of went, mm. at the end of it, I sort of felt like, oh, I'm just kind of going to stay silent here. Well, that, I mean, um, that I, I struggled with that as well. It felt like um, the the panel was there to point fingers at bad men who'd made us feel uncomfortable. At times it didn't even feel it was bad men. It was just at Just men, men yeah. And, yeah. And I, that I feel, just doesn't help And anyone. I understand and... and like there are some, you know, there are some men that are just big boys. Yeah, but we, I mean, but, women too. I've had some extremely yeah. difficult female clients yeah. who it, had me in tears a lot. It comes but. out of this oh, sometimes, like this fear of speaking up mm. as a man, mm. um, and and it like it's so important for us as men just to listen, mm. uh, you know. And and I guess you kind of you don't want to come in as a man going, I'll talk and. I'll talk and you tell me what I need to do. It's like more like, you know, I want to listen to what you have to say mm. and and learn. Mm. But there is, I guess, also these times where it doesn't feel like that conversation is facilitated or the opportunity for a genuine man to ask a question of how can I support yeah, is kind I of offered. I don't think... Um I don't think a panel discussion with four women is attractive for men to come and listen to. Mm. I felt like we were just speaking into an echo chamber of like preaching to the choir. Like well, the people who were there, you know. There are really genuine healthy men that want to help. So it's a shame if they get excluded. Yeah. And it, it almost kind of alienates them a little bit. Mm. And I feel like that's that, that's kind of an, like an opportunity missed mm. in a way. Um yeah, I mean that panel discussion. Obviously, like best intentions. <laughs> I I think if um, I think if we want to shake up the gender imbalance in street art, it would be better done facilitating female focused workshops on the ground in during the festival, mentorships for every male and female street street artist yeah. out there to have people that they were training on that job. So if you're doing like female focused workshops. Do you sort of, is, is there like inclusion for the young boys? Well, that was a question that the male um, host of that panel discussion brought up. Like, why aren't you mentoring men? And I didn't have a very well prepared answer. And I later really kind of regretted that I said, oh, you know, like I just prefer sharing the wall with women and it's important that I am respected as a boss, you know, and sometimes men uh, struggle with that sort of um, authority, dare I say it. Mm. But, um, but more importantly, I was mentored by my mum mm -hmm. and my, our grandmother, like her mother was a female artist. So um, I come from a long line of female mentorship and that's um, drilled within me to pass down my skills because they're hard to learn. They're super hard skills to learn. Yep. So it's not to say that I don't teach men. It is, I've taught like heaps, heaps, probably more workshops with um, all genders. Yep. 
um, that I have with just female that's specific. That's something that you and I, like another thing we have in common. Yeah, that youth work. Yeah, that's another thing I'd really like to talk with <laughs> you about. Um, yeah, it's not to say that I'm not um, or that I haven't mentored like heaps of guys along the way. It's that right now in this current climate, it's mm. important that I talk about mentoring women. Yeah. And that it's important that people know, that young women know that there's like, you know, facilitation going on for them yep, if they same. are interested. And it's important that we're providing our government and our community is providing safe spaces for women to climb up towards that glass ceiling if we want to sort of use that language um, to then flourish on their own because it is really challenging both with our um, conditioning around not being brave, not having a voice, all the things that I've described within myself but also that safety and um, and now more than ever, yeah, the art school's being defunded, graphic yep. design's super male-dominated, like, yeah, graph's still male-dominated, like everything that we're – everything that would funnel a young woman or a young um, non-binary or trans person identifying as woman into um, a street art or graph or even graphic design or illustration, like all of these things, they're having to – every chapter every level up you know is like more obstacles more obstacles so yep. if i can just do my best to make that go as smoothly as possible for them yeah, and sick back yourself because yep. you can offer that yeah but i didn't say that in the panel discussion <laughs> i was like there was, oh, I don't like there working was, with men yeah, <laughs> there was a lot that wasn't said i wasn't prepared to be asked that by a man like why aren't you like you must be sexist like why aren't yeah, you well, teaching and, men? And i mean like, i <laughs> i think you know but I, I i wanted to ask you that so you had the opportunity to yeah. elaborate on that yeah well i um I found it really challenging to be asked that in a panel discussion called shaking up the gender imbalance. Like, why aren't you teaching men? I was like, well, we're, he we're here because we're all trying to shake up the gender imbalance. Like, I would have thought the reasons would be, uh, yeah, obvious. So that, like, the title of that, like, shaking up the gender imbalance, for me, like I kind of mentioned before, you know, I hadn't really considered safety as much, as, as big of a kind of obstacle if like if, if girls and women are getting into street art, what are some of the other barriers that they face that guys maybe don't? Because like I said, it's very easy to kind of think, you know, I mean, for me, the biggest barrier as a kid was I wasn't 18, so I couldn't buy my own paint. Yeah, right. I didn't, there wasn't really many others. Like, yeah, okay. I could go and buy paint, I could go and find a wall and I could paint. Okay. It wasn't as if it was like, it wasn't meant to be supported mm. or it wasn't meant to be facilitated. Mm. You know, it was meant to be like... No, yeah, almost the better that it wasn't. In yeah, like it was just yeah. my own thing. I was just doing it because I wanted yeah. to. My teenage years were um, like extreme conforming, mm -hmm. like a lot of pressure to um, fit in and be kind of invisible. And uh, on the home front, um, like a real inability to um, back myself. Like you keep saying, like I've never had that advice throughout my life. I've yeah. almost never been told to back, back myself. Yourself, Bowie. Thank you. Like <laughs> Get it tattooed. <laughs> Thank you. Across your back. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's 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 been much more of an upbringing around um, how to make other people feel say, you know, like okay, less about my experience, yeah. and um, and also. Um, yeah, this idea of not rocking the boat, like essentially sort of how to get through it as, um, as meekly as possible, fun husband, <laughs> mm. you know, raise kids. And if you don't want to walk that path, then, um, you're diseased or, you know, if you don't have a, a boyfriend by the time you're 30 or whatever that might be, 
there's something wrong with you and if you're a single mum, there's something wrong with you. Like there's just so many gender stereotypes around single dads being, you know, so loving and amazing people and single mums being a drag on, you know, like yeah. like there's just a lot of things like that. Something particularly like talking to a male friend about the um, RIP toxic masculinity piece coming down in a few days afterwards. This, what you keep saying about backing myself, like because I I don't know how to do that. Mm. Like I haven't been taught Too easy how to, to say. do that. Yeah, well, it's, it's really hard. Yeah, it's really hard in practice. Easy said than done. It's hard in practice when every time in my experience I've tried to hold a boundary, it's been stomped over. Yeah. So that boundary response is you're too sensitive or this yeah. is how, you know, this is how I care for you by yeah. telling you the truth or that I that, that experience of not having my boundaries respected and this no means no, like in my experience, no means yes, mm. really. Yeah, I know what's better for you. So um, what I was sharing to my male friend who was so excited by the piece coming down and was like, woo, like, yeah, you've made it. I was saying, like, I have not been prepared for this. Like, mm. I don't know how to be in this situation. I don't know how to back myself. I don't know yep. how to have challenging conversations in the heat of the moment. I don't know how to um, experience other people's emotions and not take them super personally and not go into a shame cycle. Like, I just have not um, built up that practice, yep. um, which I'm learning as I go. But when it comes to talking about other young women who – yeah, are trying to run their own businesses, expressing themselves in the public space, holding their own generally with male clients because they're the ones, well, certainly in my experience, that own the businesses, certainly the pubs and the bars and stuff that I was painting at. Um, There's just this, it just feels like there's this super fine line, like this really narrow area between, you know, frigid and slut, for Mm. example, or like meek or... On a period or, you know, like uh, um, uh, 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 being able to be stomped all over or a total bitch. And there's this really narrow space that we're just constantly, I can speak for myself, I'm constantly or certainly in the past more than now, but um, hypervigilance of of not wanting, oh, my God, how can I word this email so that I don't get, yeah, my reputation completely. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, so this feeling of, of everything being able to get taken, you know, because yep. women lie for attention, men tell the truth, mm. right? There's just all this stereotyping and like this culture really of... Um, well, I was thinking actually too, like, you know, and I keep telling you to back yourself and for me, it's so, it, it's kind of easy to say. And I was sort of thinking, you know, for me, it's, for me, like I'm, I'm very... Like I've been saying, you know, I stand for what I believe in. It's very important to me to, to stick to my morals and my ethics. And But then I kind of realized like that's probably easier for me to do than it than it may be for you because oh, I, yeah. I, I get, you know, I, I probably get more chances to like speak out. I, as in, you know, if I do that, like if you speak out, that might be like, well, Bowie's done. Yeah, that's how it felt. Yeah. That s- certainly was I, the fear around this. Yeah, potentially for me, you know, like it's, oh, it's you, easier you, as in like people are more forgiving potentially or... or, or or like, also men are strong for speaking up, mm, right? Women yeah. are, um, yeah, a nuisance mm. or feminists or, right? Like there's yeah. just different... Um, Definitely different standards. Different standards, sense, different stereotypes, different um, narratives. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I kind of wonder like if you had painted that piece... Like, yeah, it's interesting. What would the reaction be there? I mean, we'll, we'll never know. Maybe one day. I'll... Um, I thankfully, like, I haven't. Yeah, I haven't lost my reputation, and I haven't. Um, 
hopefully, fingers crossed, like damage the rest of my career by painting it. But it's an interesting place in my own life where my experience with sexual harassment or um, misogyny or, yeah, my personal experiences are now entwined with my career. Yeah. And I've so I I've done that by painting that piece, but have I? Like I'm having to educate my employees on harassment, mm. right? Like it's not that piece didn't entwine it. Yep. These are my experiences, you know, and have been for upwards of a decade now. So it's important that we talk about this. It's it's amazing that you're asking my experience, and I think like both of our work with youths and. Um, ongoing conversations but generally if you smalls are treating a young woman the same way that you're treating young men you're doing the best anyway Mm. like if you if you're just gender neutral in the way that you encourage young people that's like that's going to shape that young woman to have a totally different and even that it seems like the bare minimum to do but it's huge (laughs) it's huge which is do, do you feel like coming in as like to a street art scene are other like male street artists supportive? Oh, um, my or experience like, in Adelaide was very like it's male dominated scene, and yeah. I wasn't seeing very many women paint big walls. The only women that I was seeing that were having access to big walls were literally models on the side, like they were gorgeous. And for a long time, probably in my career between 2012 and 2016, I was in a gnarly, gnarly depression because I didn't think I was pretty enough for Mm. success. That was my reality, like proper. And the culture of like, yeah, my skin or my waistline or my boob size being more important than my mental health was very real, very real. So I think that the when we talk about um, the male gaze in street art, it's literally looking around and seeing how many women are painted, like, like, Portraits of women. Should we spoke about Yeah. <laughs> and thankfully, um, like I had some great chats with some of the street artists at the Surface Festival who were who were super conscious of not objectifying their female models and, and working hard to create them, like portray them in a, a pretty neutral light. Mm-hmm. But that's a new, that's a very new thing. And walking around Adelaide in 2015, it was hot cheek after hot cheek mm. on every wall. And when you are really struggling with uh, extreme sort of body dysmorphia or image insecurity or looking around and feeling like you cannot experience success because of the way that you look, it's very hard looking up to a, you know, six or ten storey wall and seeing another gorgeous woman when we're surrounded with advertising of yeah, beautiful women. Like, 100%. why? 100%. And, and this is this, this came up a little bit too with my Ash Barty piece was this kind of I see a lot of guys when they get to painting female portraits will they'll accentuate the mm. lips or they'll yeah, make the yeah. eyelashes longer eyes, yeah. or yeah. they'll kind of and in a way like I see that same as like photoshopping a yeah. picture yeah. and I, I I personally am definitely not comfortable doing that. It's funny because that 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 was a huge um, there was a big kickback against photoshopping like there was a big. Um, yeah, like a, a raising of awareness around how much women were photoshopped in advertising. Yeah. Um, I don't know, five, six years ago from my memory and a lot of conversation around, you know, for example, gym advertising, you see a man covered in sweat and a woman looking absolutely stunning, yep. not a bead of sweat on her. Yep. That's now shifted but at the same time social media has become 
extreme where we're seeing these physical body changes, let alone filters, and younger and younger women experiencing gnarliness, like heavy depression, heavy like anxiety and all this stuff at like 12, 13 years old because of body image issues. This is a super real thing. And this is what I mean when I talk about misogyny within the system because like why, yeah, that's filtered down. And it's like, it's it's, <laughs> it's funny too, like because I kind of see street art, especially so much of its like roots were anti advertising. Yeah, exactly. And how you just get yeah. bombarded with billboards of gorgeous looking people. And street art was kind of this like, well, you know, if you're allowed to put up a massive billboard of a model, I can express myself here. Yeah. And then if street art is then kind of doing that, like photoshopping yeah, women, exactly. we're almost kind of going against where it, you know exactly. where it started. That came for me as well, not through graffiti, but through traditional sign painting because mm-hmm. I wanted to inject that advertising space with something handcrafted yep. and something with integrity. And to now be at this point in my career where I'm, yeah, being commissioned to paint pretty pictures and we are painting billboards. Like, you know, in a, in a, it looks different, sure, but at the end of the day we are advertising like a white middle-class way of life yep. in a lot of ways and that I'm... I'm struggling with that now, particularly mm. after this last couple of weeks. Like I feel like I'm going to have some some really big sort of deep thinking over this next year around um, what, yeah, what is my role here and certainly doubling down on the community projects and doubling down on the female empowerment youth workshops and stuff like that because fuck this. Mm. Fuck this. Like yep. no way am I contributing to this society. Yep. Uh-uh. Mm. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Not up in here. No, not up in here. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, guys, that was yeah, amazing that conversation. <laughs> no, truly amazing. Yeah. That, that was Thanks, awesome. Mom. We we can definitely continue on, but I think that was a great place to uh, to wrap up today. So thank you so much for coming in and talking. That was beautiful to sit back and watch. So thank you very much, and uh, hopefully see you guys uh, on some walls soon. Thanks, Thanks for having us, man. <laughs> Thanks for opening up, Bowie. Thanks Thank for you. talking. Thanks for creating the space. Anytime. Back yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. <laughs> <laughs> of course, <I> have to move. <laughs>